0: Welcome to high five for hemp. My name is Martin Lindeskow. So for those of you not watching the live feed, if you're just listening
1: to the podcast, you're missing all the fun. We're going to be talking about the amazing little product that could hemp. Cannabis sativa and all those good things, Um, but more so on the industrial side, more about the business, about the wonders, about the things that go beyond just it's a plant that's illegal in most places,
0: though. That's a, an
1: interesting conversation
0: too. Yeah. And talking but, about that, yeah, we have to create uh, because you're very creative. So we will create the first, the American map with where it's legal and wh- which uh, direction it's going. And then the whole world, I think we should map out. I think that's a good idea. Right. We'll have
1: to change that map by the hour though, because yeah, it's changing every, every week I see new things. So at least uh, we have election day next week here and we'll probably see a few more colors flip. I haven't been watching it state by state, but uh, I'm sure that'll be the case. And we will certainly share that on the show after the changes happen and across the countries too, outside of the United States, I just read that. Uh, CBD has now become a uh, legal to use in cosmetics in, across the European Europe, union, so companies can put uh CBD into their lotions and potions that we put on our faces and our bodies and stuff like that. And, and I know I need all the makeup I can get. So that,
0: that yep. should be helpful. with what, that hairdo, are you?
1: Yeah, exactly. My new hair. I don't know how people deal with this stuff, but uh, today I've got my hair on, so it's Halloween. <laughs> I could be whoever I want to be. So it's more fitting though. It's more fitting for this show. But another thing that happens here in the United States, every without fail state attorneys across the land, they make these general statements, warnings (laughs) for Halloween about marijuana edibles that might appear in children's candies, though there's absolutely no evidence of this ever happening.
0: Ever, yeah. Yeah. How, zero. How big, how big risk is that and how, I mean, could somebody like an adult come up with this uh, stupid idea to give uh, that to kids? Well, it's attorney
1: generals that are against the whole idea of the legalization of cannabis. So the attorney general in Ohio, New York, Illinois, Connecticut and Arkansas, they all released statements early this week as part of a coordinated effort to advise parents about the dangers, the dangers of marijuana edibles. And while kids, the kids (laughs) shouldn't be eating this stuff, very few parents will put that out the door Well. There might be a few products that could be confused. If, if you understand the cost of these products, how expensive mm. a little bag of edibles could be 35, $50, you know, the last place that's going to be is in a goodie bag out the door.
0: And, and if, if will sh- be that creepy person. Now I interrupt you, but then you should, you, when you go which route, maybe you shouldn't pass that house or you pass by that house. Right? Yeah, that's true too. Parents should uh, really take into account which houses yeah. they go to and they should inspect out there,
1: their, they should inspect their children children's candy, but I would say that, you know, when it comes down to being afraid of uh, harm that might happen from ingesting a cannabis brand, you know how many OD deaths there are from cannabis? Do you know how many
0: nope.
1: in, in the history of humanity? Do you know how many, nope. none? It's never happened. It's a non-toxic product. It might make you feel bad and it's rare as in there are no cases of this ever happening. Now, children have ingested these products out of mistake. This has happened and it's up to the parents to take care of these products, hide them away or buy the products. You can buy the products without the packaging that makes it look like, can they be responsible? I mean, do you put your medicine? In in a candy bowl? No, of course not. You don't do that. It's funny because the logic is not there, the evidence is not there. It's just pushing more fear. The attorney general is pushing more fear down to the parents that there's something out to get their children because it's good for their business. Having people arrested is good for their business. And being an attorney general and it, and it just it annoys me. It annoys me every year that that this happens without fail. But Parents enjoy this day. Go out with your kids. I I would tell you that probably sugar will do more harm to your children. <laughs> this as candy and also i don't know if you've ever tasted edibles before like the ones that look like the candy they're disgusting they taste terrible they'll they will know when they eat it that something tastes wrong i i can't see a kid eating an entire bag of cannabis gummy bears they have kind of like a dirty earthy taste on top of the sugar Mm -hmm. so uh, you definitely know something is off and most kids would be smart enough not to finish them unless you were a kid like me i'd probably finish the whole bag knowing knowing what they were (laughs) but anyway there's that story and every year we hear it so i would say parents take care of your children absolutely invest their candy but the chances of you finding a thc or cannabis candy in what your children are getting from your neighbors pretty rare pretty rare there's no evidence that this happens or has happened so you know have fun
0: yeah. So how about your kids, Martin? You have lots of kids. <laughs> no, I don't. I run ahead. So yeah, I mean, I think it could be fun, but I mean, do it in, in a, in a light way and yeah. And even with the real candy, then eat uh, as you want, but in a b- modest way maybe, yeah, or yeah, and brush your teeth. and. Wash your hands and all that stuff. I'm
1: wondering, we don't see many kids over where I live because I live on a very steep hill and there are a lot more houses uh, that are lower and easier to access. So we haven't seen any kids this year. But we do see the kids around and I'm wondering, are the kids still wearing masks or are they wearing like full, full masks? Like, so are their, their COVID masks part of their costume or are there any kids that are out there as COVID patients or COVID doctors or COVID the a virus? I'm sure there's like some kids are getting dressed up with a little viral like character. Yeah. That makes like the so ball. Yeah. yeah. The ball with all the spikes. No, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. So if you're watching us on HAPS, we see you, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. If you're watching us on Facebook, all our friends, hey, I'm not monitoring Facebook, but I should. I'm just going to have fun with the show. When we see your comment in HAPS, it says anonymous Facebook user. So I might not know your name, but we can see it. So if you have any questions for us, let us know. We're going to have fun. And also for those of you who are watching the live feed, and if you got to go, don't worry, we record the show, we'll be posting this on our podcast, which you can find at high54.com or any of the major podcast players or 2.0 players go check one out and that that's a great way to listen to all of these things and today today we have in the title you see this this word that's so odd hempcrete hempcrete what is this hempcrete we talk about what is hempcrete well hempcrete is an alternative alternate an alternate building product that competes with concrete. And it's uh, a really interesting product that builders are using where they can get it. It's very rare, but it's out there. And it, it there's a lot of good reasons for using that. So, so I ask you, Martin, have you heard of hempcrete before? Is this a thing in Sweden? Are people building houses
0: out of marijuana plants like they are? <laughs> no, not what I know about, but I got the feedback and and the connection since the last Latest episode, uh, where it was the C- Swedish hemp uh, in industry association. And there I, I sent an email through LinkedIn or a message through LinkedIn and they liked what our work and said that they're pretty busy with their conference and other things going on. So I think that could be, we could see that in the future. And I want to share this with contacts in the industry and others. This could be an alternative building material. And as I said, my standing point there is let the market decide and uh, see what you could do. So why not have, uh, instead of uh, regular concrete, why not uh, use uh, pot hemp and a pot, what, what, what is it, lime? Not limes? Limes, yes. Yeah. Limes, yeah. Lime, which is a crushed powder that they
1: use as the binder, as the cement that glues it all together. Yeah. So let's explain this a little bit. So are, are people really building houses out of marijuana plants? Well, technically, yes, they are. And it's really amazing how they do it. What they do is, and it's great because when we grow the hemp plant and we use it for various things like fibers for making ropes or making cloth like sails and big flags and all of these incredible things that they use the hemp fibers for. What they also do is take the stock from the stock of the plant, which is like an iron rod. They're so strong. Inside the stalk, there's something called herd, which is a material, kind of a spongy material that they scrape out, they extract that and break it up. It dries up. And that becomes essentially something that's very akin to a wood pulp, like something they would use in compressed board. Like you've ever been to the hardware store and you see those boards that are MDF. It's just like a compressed board of all kind of wooden pieces. And they use it in cabinets and other cheaper furniture, kind of like a plywood, something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, what they do is they mix that with lime, which becomes, uh, and water, and they stir it up. Uh, and it becomes a bit of a paste. And so when they build the house, like they build a house out of concrete, when they're building concrete, they use forms. and you know how this works in construction. Are you familiar with the, the process or the technique of using forms to build buildings? Are you familiar with this? A little bit, okay, but not much. Okay. So what they do is they put posts in the ground and then they put yeah. plywoods uh, across from each yeah. other and it leaves a gap, like a mold, like a space. And then typically they just pour the concrete into the forms. And then when it dries, what you're left with is a nice shape and you can do all kinds of interesting shapes and curves and whatever you want, it's concrete. And sometimes they'll even drop some eye bar in there, some iron bar to create some additional strength. But when you're driving on the road and you see a bridge or you see an overpass, that's how they do it. They do it with forms. Well, it's the same idea here in building a house with hempcrete, but instead of using concrete, you're using this mixture that is the Inside of the plant, I'll scrape down. It's this very lightweight material mixed with uh, lime and water, which creates uh, kind of a paste. And they tamp that down and tamp it down. So they pour it in and they tamp it down. and pushing it down into the mold until it's filled. And then they just let it sit and dry. And then they take off the, the boards, the form, which is just a plywood board, very cheap board that they use quite often for concrete as well. And then you're left with this uh, beautiful wall. And why is this so beautiful? Well, one, it's a non-toxic product. So uh, there's uh, no weird chemicals or off-gassing it's non-toxic so that the person building the house is not at odds as well. It doesn't require special equipment really, or even special forms or permits and the The garbage that it creates, like when we do construction, there's a lot of extra stuff. It creates a lot of garbage is also easier to clean up because it's, it's biodegradable in a way. And what's so great about MCrete is that it is fire retardant. It's non-toxic, it's porous, so vapor can pass through it. It is, is quite amazing as a material and it, it's lightweight as well. So what you have is something that's going to last, as long as there's a roof over the structure, it'll last for at least your lifetime, maybe even the next generation. And it's incredible material. Is incredible material, the challenge is, it's just not widely available. The technology is not that complicated, but it's just not that widely available nor is hemp widely available. It's just becoming legal, but we'll probably be seeing this a lot more as a building material. Now, the challenge is that concrete is so well established as an industry here. Now hempcrete is so small that it's not really a threat, but if you understand the book uh, Innovator's Dilemma that was written by Clay Christensen, who was a professor out of uh, Harvard he, Business School, it's mm-hmm. this idea that sometimes little technologies can come out of the left field of the right for way out of the radar, the least thing you'd expect and they can turn things upside down. Like the way podcasting is turning around media. This is like this little thing that just appeared and now people are creating their own media. Do you watch the news? I mean, you could go find your own people that'll provide you with the news. There's so many examples where a little thing that you wouldn't even imagine could turn an industry upside down. And this is one of those things. And I think the concrete Industry is aware of this because it's becoming more and more easy to grow. Happen could be some of the money, the lobbyist money behind restricting the ease of I, doing business with these materials I, because they up so. the existing
0: industry. Example here from Sweden in, in the island, Gotland, Gotland, there they have a big concrete manufacturing factory and they didn't get the per- permit to continue with their business. And then you could wonder what, what will happen with buildings and roads and uh, bridges and so on. So it has been a lot of debates about that. So, y- yes, so it, yes, it's, it's interesting to see, but then you have to have a supply of it also. Uh, if you stop one thing, you, you have to be prepared for alternatives, but I'm interesting to hear more. Uh, about it and then also being a little bit of devil's advocate, when we prepared, you had the advantages, pluses, and then also disadvantages and or minus or challenges. So when you say it's light, how stable is it compared to concrete? And if you have something that's like a natural plant into a wall, could that be like, what could have happen with it? Could it be fungus? Could it be mold? Or even it may be even better than other material. Uh, well, actually, it's resistant to mold. It's resistant
1: to vermins. It's resistant to those kinds of things because it's 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 breathable. It's porous. And it is also disaster resistant. It will not burn. It will not crack. It's a very flexible because it's made from organic material, which is plants. It is strong and it is durable. It's eco friendly. Non toxic as construction material, but it is not as strong as concrete. So hempcrete will never replace concrete. So like you wouldn't build an overpass or a bridge or an entire building out of the stuff. Where it's used more for is it's a really great insulator. It's great insulation. So it could be used for the internal walls or it could be used for a hull, something that's not going to bear as much weight as say like an 18 wheel truck. Hempcrete walls have to also be thicker in size compared to other world wall, wall, walls, because uh, it's not as strong or you would need to add additional materials like I bar or metal. It cannot be used for heavy loads. So that's not what it's for, but there are so many applications in building where you just don't need, I mean, you don't need to park an 18 wheeler on top of your house. And, and so the idea here is this will be an alternate for building. And in some ways it makes a lot more sense than concrete. The the unfortunate truth, though, is that most builders have a lack of knowledge of how to use this material. It's just, uh, and it's also about 30% more expensive than using traditional building materials. And when you're building a big development or a big building, the money really matters. So really what we're seeing are buildings that are unique or people who are willing to live out on the edge ahead of the curve. Uh, an experiment but for those who are starting where it's at, at the beginning of this market they're finding so many reasons why this is so much better than concrete so uh, you know the way it handles moisture and uh, humidity it's it's just fantastic and it's just healthier for the environment all the way around and and the way uh, that it He deals with things like vapor gases that pass through it, that it's easier to keep for the warm, to stay warm and the cool, to stay cool. So in the summer months, you know, you don't need as much air conditioning, which means using a lot more electricity in the winter months. You don't need as much heat because it holds the heat much better than concrete. So there's a, there's a lot of reasons why this makes a lot of sense uh, for certain kinds of buildings, but not certainly for all buildings. Also, now, I think what they're just starting to do to make it more viable for widespread building, more universal, is we're just starting to see things like concrete blocks and bricks. So those would be the building blocks. So, you know, you can find a concrete block anywhere, go to your hardware store, you'll find a cinder block, something like that. We don't see that yet. So the companies just don't exist yet. So it's, it's, it's an emerging market. It really is. Again, hemp as a product, hemp as a product has been around for thousands of years. It's one of the earliest products that we use to create rope and hemp because Way long ago, we realized how good this plant was, how durable, how sturdy it was. It was resistant to to blight, resistant to vermin, to to bugs, to mold. Incredible, incredible product in itself for creating things, real things. But it's not until now that we figured out a way to make it into actually building material. You know, which and when properly tested. It's a fireproof building material. It's a gas proof building material as it doesn't need uh, to set off gases like noxious gases. And it's really just legislation and bureaucracy and some stigma that's keeping it from becoming the next great thing. There's a lot of folks thinking uh, that 3d printing is going to be the next great thing, certainly have you seen a 3d printed house? They're not the prettiest things ever, but it doesn't mean you can't use a hemp mixture to do that. It's just, it's just that it's not the popular thing now. As far as we know, you look around, people are still building houses out of concrete blocks. Now the construction in where you live in Sweden, is it, is it wood frame?
0: Is it cinder block? Is it brick? What do you see in Sweden? It's, it's all kind of different uh, materials and uh, mixes of it. But uh, yeah, we, we have bricks uh, is one pretty popular, but of course, as you said, when with cement blocks. For industrial buildings, you'll see yeah big
1: cinder block buildings. So this would be a place where it would make a lot of sense. Also, the material is a lot lighter than concrete and that's why it's not as strong. But where that makes sense is it's easy to transport, you know, it's it, it, when things are lighter, it means it takes less fuel to get them to the construction site. And when you're finished with the construction. it's much easier to clean up. It's, it's just a plant material that's mixed with uh, a binder. So, and it's very simple to do. It's very simple to do. So, you know, you think about all of the ships that are uh, being held out at bay. And these containers filled, the heavier the ship, the more gas it needs, the more fuel it needs to keep it running. So you could have more building material on a ship because it's lighter. It's lighter, it's more lightweight and it's just as durable. It's not as strong, but you wouldn't be building this for something like a industrial site or, you know, a bridge or some like city infrastructure. It could be a mix parts of that could be that way, but that way you would reduce the amount of concrete that you would use. And I don't I don't think it'd be a bad thing. But if, you know, if I had an extra million dollars lying around, uh, I have to say million because I live here in California and real estate's so expensive, I would certainly consider building my next house using this material. And I might do that. So if anybody wants to gift me a million dollars after I pay my taxes from that gift, I will gladly build a house out of hempcrete. And invite you over for drinks. So to thank you for that wonderful (laughs) and enjoy all the benefits. Uh, There's a bunch of great videos on the advantages of using hemp Creek and how wonderful it is to use on YouTube. And we're going to post a few of those on our website. So if you want to find out more about this product, you can go to high five for show notes and check that out. Check that out. So it is, it is a, it is a good thing. And we're just seeing it now. I saw in the news, there was some uh, news about a house that is being touted by a builder as being one of the first buildings that they have that's being created out of these materials and not only are they using hempcrete, they are also using uh, hemp wood which is a compressed board that's made from hemp. And what they did was they, rather than build a new house, they took a 100 year old home, took it down to his posts, and then they rebuilt the whole outside with hemp products, including hemp wool, which is really great. It's really great for insulation because as I said, it holds the heat, it holds the cool in the summer. So, and, and, uh, and the house, you know, it's a retrofit. On a century old home, it's the first of its kind in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is very forward-thinking in the use of, of hemp. So this is in Newcastle. So it's a pilot project through Project Pennsylvania Empol, and it's a, it's more affordable than a traditional home the way they did it. So they're looking at this as an alternative to build affordable housing and using these materials, you know, that, that are, are sustainable to build these, these houses for people is quite quite an amazing effort. There's not a lot of news beyond just the press release for this, but it's really interesting. I, I think it's you know while it's the first of its kind in Pennsylvania, we'll, we'll be seeing more and more of this as the years go on. and and we'll share we'll share that with you here. Hopefully, we'll get somebody from the Hemp Building Association in here on the show in the near future so we can talk about the future of construction using this incredible product. So that's what we have to share about Hemp Creed. Is there anything other, any other questions you might have about it that we can unpack or explore?
0: That's uh, enough for now. And last time about, but we'll have a note, but we'll go back to the fashion industry and clothing. So we'll come back to that and we will talk more about building materials. In the future, you shared with me some time ago about, uh, as you said, insulation and installation. How, how you keep keep the, the house warm and so on, and what kind of material we are using nowadays, but what you could have as an alternative. And again, it, it is about the supply and demand of the market and, and the production. And but over, over time, I think we will see new alternatives here. And I'm uh, interested to learn more about that. So that's, that's interesting to see.
1: Yeah. So for everybody who's watching, we want to wish you a happy Halloween. We want to wish you uh, all the best and all the safety and reason in using those hemp products that are out there, CBD. You know, find out for yourself what works for you. Don't trust the experts. And be careful. Be careful. One word of advice if you're going to experiment with any kind of hemp product, do your homework and check on the company who is selling you those products. Make sure that they've been tested. Make sure that they have a good reputation. Check with the Better Business Bureau in your region to see what it's all about. Try to avoid temptation. I see products being sold in many places because there's very little regulation. I would not recommend taking uh, CBD or hemp products that you buy at a gas station or convenience store next to the, you know, the pseudo Viagra tablets or whatever else you might find there, so just use your best judgment. And enjoy and experiment and let us know, let us know what you want to hear about. We'll be happy to go out there and uh, find what's out there and share it with you. I'm so happy that we have a platform like Caps. Thank you folks in HAPS for providing us this platform to reach out to everybody. We really appreciate it. And if you want to listen to our show, our audio show, the audio version of this, go to highfiveforhemp.com or, and your favorite podcast catcher, just type it in. You know whether it be apple or google or whatever just uh, you should be able to find us we're out there at least i found us and if you feel like you want to get somebody like the best gift ever you can get them one of our i'm going to stand up one of our great high five for hemp shirts yeah look at that so uh, go check that out we have a link also and and certainly in the show notes you can go get one of those amazing shirts
0: yeah uh,
1: we'll comes in all the different colors
0: Talk to the folks at uh, Spreadshirt and see if maybe in the future we could get the merchandise with uh, hemp, also industrial hemp. That's uh, We've got to get a hemp shirt with this logo. Yeah. We will. We
1: will do that. We will do that. There's also stickers and cups and anything else you might want yeah. to And help support we'll, our show.
0: Yeah. And we'll take it organi- organically and it, it will take time. Thing, good things take time. But yeah. uh, do you have any status report on the Discord community there? That Thanks for reminding me. me. So (laughs) yeah,
1: I can tell you the status is that our Discord server, if you like to play with Discord, we do have a high five for hemp Discord server where you can post questions, where we post links to some of the stories that we talk about. But I think the only members at this point are you and me, because we really haven't been working on it that hard. We all have, I mean, I know you do like 97 other podcasts and I uh, I am a professional. I actually have a full-time job that I spend most of my time on, so I'm only doing this on the weekend. So, you know, it's only one thing at a time. But when, when, when the crowd grows, I think we'll see more activity in the discord server. But if you're interested yeah, if you're in discord, just look up high five for hemp. Give us, uh, give us a shout out or join our, our, uh, growing community over there. And we'd be happy to discuss it with you in, in real time or, or post comments as well. But for now, I think this is a good fit and a good conversation and we'll keep it going. And uh, if there's anything that you would like us to talk about, let us know, let us know either in the comments below or if you know us individually, just reach out to us, let us know how it's going. We re- really appreciate your time and attention. And Martin, I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing some of your busy Halloween with me. I know it's late for you and next week we change our clock. So we'll catch up to you. we will be an hour yep. closer to you in, in the late time. And hopefully
0: that'll be it. So thank you. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Yes. Yeah. Adios. Cheerio.